Hello and welcome to today's episode of High Flyers, the podcast where we talk about the players who don't get talked about. My name is Kaden Angie and I'm the host for this podcast. So today we're going to keep it super simple. The NBA draft is in 10 days time, so June 22nd, and so in this podcast I just want to break apart who I believe will be number one through number 30, who I believe will be picked. And this is a combination of skill and fit with the team that I say that these players are going to go to. Um, and so we also have a special guest who I mentioned last week, my brother Aryan, who's going to be joining us on this podcast. Uh, he took a lot of time, did a lot of research to the, with these players. He probably knows a lot more about these draft players than I do. So we're both going to, we both wrote down one through 30 who we think will be draft and we're going to explain it. We're going to go like a, type of one minute each draft type of thing this podcast will be around 30 minutes hopefully and that's that's going to be it for today and then the next week we're going to move on do something free agency related and then the week after we're going to do something rookie related and yeah that's about it that's how we're going to get things rolling so without too much of a preamble let's get over to the main part of the podcast Okay, let's get started with the draft segment. Um, Arin's over here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Maybe tell us a little bit about... Say, Let me ask you a question. Who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year next season? Uh, next season, I think that um, rookie the Rookie of the Year award will go to Victor Wembanyama, And yeah, he's just like... He has like the highest potential in the draft, and I think he'll have a really good first season and continue to jump throughout the years in the league. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good choice. I want to say, I want to say Wembenyama too. I think the only thing barring Wembenyama for winning Rookie of the Year is if he gets injured. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think up there too is Scoot Henderson. He'll be battling with him for the award. What about Brandon Miller? Brandon Miller, he's a good, he's a good player, solid. But I think that, like, I know that a lot of teams are looking more at Brandon Miller and Scoo Henderson. I, I, I think that Scoo Henderson is a better player. Yeah, me too. I think it's really about fit at the end of the day, though. Um, with the teams wanting to take Brandon Miller. So should we get started with the draft? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so. You said, okay, so let's start off with the Spurs. Who are the Spurs taking first in the NBA draft? The first pick in the NBA draft, the Spurs are taking Victor Weminyama. So how come they're taking him? Well, he's just, he has an amazing build. He's like, he's so tall. Like Seven foot four. Are, yeah, seven foot four. He's great defender, great paint defender. He doesn't foul a lot. He's not yeah. even a bad perimeter defender either. Um, 
and he has he can basically do everything on the floor from ball handling to shooting to finishing. Yeah. He's he's kind of like a Kevin Durant type of player. That's who he kind of reminds me of. Yeah, I see him. With like the fadeaways and the the ball handling as a tall player. Yeah. Yeah. So who would your comparison with to him be? Yeah, probably like Kevin Durant type of player. That's how he uh that's how he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with the second pick, who do you got for the Hornets? The Hornets are gonna sell, are selecting Brandon Miller. So Brandon Miller, he'd be a great fit for the Hornets. Like obviously since the Hornets have like LaMelo Ball as a point guard, they don't need Screw Henderson, which is the reason I, they're gonna take Brandon Miller. And he has like a good size, good build, six foot nine. Um, he's a good three point shooter. He's really good at three point shooting. He shot like thirty eight percent on Alabama, I think. Yeah. Um, good mid range shot. He can pass too. And he has good defense, which is uh, which you really need for a player. Yeah. No, and that's the only that's... thing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, the only thing he needs to really improve on is his like finishing on the inside and he needs to drive more to the basket instead of just shooting. Yeah. And I was going to say another reason why the Hornets are probably going to get Brandon Miller's. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time that the Hornets had a great small forward come into their team? Um, I don't know. Never. Yeah, Exactly. That's the thing. Like it's, you have to think to see when the last time they had a great small forward was. So who do you think the Blaze... <clears throat> Excuse me. Cut. We'll cut that. Who do you think the Blazers will have will take with the third pick in the draft? Oh, with the third pick? They're going to take uh, Scoo Henderson because Scoo Henderson cannot pass below the third pick. He can. He said himself that he can play with Dame, but I think this, like, this pick is in trade talks right now, so you never know where uh, Scoo will... Ended up, and Scoo Henderson, he's like great. He's like my favorite player in the draft. Um, he's really strong. He has a high vertical, great ball handling, playmaking, and finishing. Like he drives a lot, uses a lot of contact on his layups. The only thing he really needs to improve on is his like his shooting, his mid range and three point shooting, and that's why he got Steph Curry to train him, and also his defense too. He needs to stay more disciplined on the defensive end of the. Uh, the court. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, he just needs to like get on that that shot right there. Shoot, he shoot, he, he shot this season twenty eight percent from three in uh ignite. So. Yeah, he really reminds me of Derrick Rose, like prime Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook, the way he plays, which is why he's also my favorite player coming into this draft. Let me ask you a quick question, though. What team do you think will trade for Scoot Henderson? Because you said that it may it, he might get traded because of the fit between Damian Lillard and Scoot. Yeah. Well, he said he can play with Dame, but I think um, I heard that the like they're talking with the Raptors. I'd be really smart if the Raptors like go for that trade. Even giving up all their players just for Scoot would be like a great deal. And I also recently I heard the Pelicans are looking to get him, and that'd be really great for the Pelicans. It can become contenders in a few years with Scoot on their team. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw a lot with those Pelicans talks. The big player that the Pelicans were giving up was going to be uh Brandon Ingram, and oh, I like that. 
Um, I guess because Brendan Ingram, like, is kind of sometimes like he plays ball handler and Scoot Henderson will take over that role more. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you can even squeeze in, like, on the lineup, you could go point guard Scoot, shooting guard CJ, small forward Herb Jones, and then power forward Zion if he's healthy. And I think they should also look for an upgrade at center, too, without Jonas Valanciunas this offseason. Yeah, I actually found in, in this draft right here, there's a great center that we can talk about later who they can get. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the fourth pick, and that's the Houston Rockets. Who do you have them taking? Cam Whitmore. He's um, he's 18 years old, so he's really young. He's athletic. He's a great, like, he's a good three-point shooter. He plays good defense, and he can drive. He's one of the only players in this draft who can actually, like, shoot and drive both because a lot of players are either split between only, like, finishing and driving with contact, and other players are just shooting. So he's really good because he's all-around player. The only yeah. weaknesses that he really has is, like, I guess mid-range shots, but and maybe playmaking too, but he doesn't really need that as a small forward, so... Yeah, Cam Whitmore, he has that he has that dog in him. He's a he's a winner, winning type of player. He's from Villanova. Villanova have known to be produce players who are kind of like rough and tumble type of players. Mm -hmm. However, I don't have Cam Whitmore going just yet. I actually took him at number five with the Pistons, only because the Rockets have so many like forwards on their team. Yeah. So for the Rockets, I thought that Eamon Thompson may get selected from the overtime elite. Yeah, Eamon Thompson's good, but I actually I, I didn't include him in the fourth because I think that Cam Whitmore, it's like it's kind of really hard to get like small forwards in the league now. And yeah, he's a really good player. And he's also young. So yeah. I know that they're building up um the lineup. I think Eamon Thompson's what, like twenty years old? Yeah, I think Cam so. Cam Whitmore is uh two years younger than him, so that's why I said Cam Whitmore would yeah. go fourth. I think that the Rockets, they're he's like Eamon Thompson's a great player. He's a gifted athlete, not the best shooter, but he's got great vision. Sort of like a bigger um John Wall. He has a lot of upside as a player, right? Yeah. Um I think that's like also why the Rockets may look to sign him to be like a sort of project. He has a lot of those skills that are very transferable to the NBA. Like he might not put up the best stats in the best league, but mm -hmm. he has a lot of the skills that you need to get there at the top. And that's why I think yeah, the Rockets will select him. I'm not I'm not saying that I actually like Cam Whitmore better as a player. But yeah. Yeah, they both have like the fundamentals which are needed. Yeah. Who would you compare Cam Whitmore to? Um I'm not actually really sure. I was like, thinking, yeah, it's a difficult player to compare to. I was thinking like a sort of Jill and Brown and Anthony Edwards type player. Yeah, that's kind of a high ceiling, but yeah, that's a ceiling. Sense. Like, a, like I guess, like a lower version of them. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to no number five. Did you do Eamon Thompson there? No, I didn't. I actually took. Um, oh, okay. Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks, yeah, great yeah. player. So since it's the Pistons, they don't really need any more guards or anything. Yeah. So Taylor Hendricks is like. One of the best like uh defensive players in this draft too. He's only nineteen years old and he's a power forward, which like they can use a power forward, I think. Yeah. Jalen Duran on center, him on power forward, Cunningham, Ivy, and then there's missing that small forward position. Bogdanovich. 
Oh yeah, Bogdanovich, but he's probably gonna leave next season. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Taylor Hendricks, he's he's 19. He's really good at defense. Uh he's athletic. And the crazy thing about him is he's a really good shooter too. Yeah, but especially three at threes. threes. Yeah, yeah, threes, he's a he's a goat at threes. And the only weaknesses he had that he has is like he doesn't drive enough to the basket. He needs to finish more. And yeah. I feel like like he shot thirty nine percent from three, which is insane, and he averaged almost two blocks per game in Central Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. I had him going seventh. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, think he's. I think he deserves to be like on the top fifth, and I'd compare him to like a Jaden McDaniel's type of player, defensive. Oh yeah. Shooting. Yeah, I had him compared to Jeremy Grant. Yeah, that makes sense too. Okay, so that was number five, right? Yeah, that's number five. So I got Cam Whitmore, number five. Who do you have at number six? Number six, I got Ozar Thompson. Oh, Ozar before Eamon? Yeah, Ozar. It's a tough take, but I think Ozar is over there. It's a very tough take because Ozar is a great player, but I don't see his upside as high as Eamon's. Yeah, well, um, they because but they're like... They're almost averaging the the same stats. They have like a similar kind of play style, but yeah. I think Ozar his defense is actually I think his defense is better. It is. Um, he's a he's a good finisher, like he's good at finishing. But so so is Amin. But like, and his shot isn't his shot isn't great. I'd say it's better than like Amin's shot though, like three point. Yeah, he, he still has lots of upside. Point. Yeah. Like, I know his three-point was, like, 30% compared to Amon's, which was, like, 23%. Oh, yeah. So his weaknesses are really just shooting consistency and three-point shooting. And But, yeah, he's, like, a good, solid overall player who can, who can drive, get rebounds, can pass. And, yeah, and also since the sixth pick is for the Magic, he's not – they don't really need, like – they already have so many, like, point guards. So I – I'd take Ozar Thompson because he's like more of like a shooting guard player. Yeah. And who would you compare him to? Um, Ozar Thompson, maybe like a smaller, like Andrew Wiggins type of player. Oh, yeah. I got like a Terrence Ross with defense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on to what I have at number six. I got um, Jairus Walker. Yeah, Jairus Walker is a great player. Yeah. Great power forward for Houston this year. He provides a lot of front court dimension. There's not a lot of players like this in the in the draft this year. Yeah. Um, provides a lot of, and that's I think it'd be it, he'd fit great with the Magic. It's kind yeah. of funny because he kind of reminds me of Aaron Gordon type player. Aaron Gordon yeah. in prime, uh, Paul Millsap. That's his like ceiling, and I think that would just be great for the Magic to have a player like that in their starting lineup. Yeah, because he he's like really versatile on offense, can do a lot, and he's good at defense too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, at number seven, who do you have? At number seven, I got Jarius Walker. Okay, <laughs> so do you want to add a little anything about him? Mm, not really. He's like a he's just a solid player. Okay, I just had I had Taylor Hendricks there too. I think that the Pacers needed a power forward. Um, you talked yeah, a lot think, about how good he was. I think I might have put him a little bit too low, but we shall see. I think Taylor Hendricks and Jarius Walker are pretty similar. But Taylor Hendricks is just a little bit better because, like, they're both really good defenders. I just think his three-point shooting 
is this what makes like the bigger difference, even though Darius Walker is still a solid three point shooter? Yeah, true, true. Who do you have at number eight? Uh, number eight, the Wizards, uh, Anthony Black. Me too. Yeah, so you want to go first? or You can go ahead. All right, so he's 19 years old. He's young. He's his um he has really great playmaking, finishing and defense, which is what the Wizards need. Yeah. Um, his weaknesses are just shooting and he gets like I think like three turnovers per game, so if he can like just like drop that amount in the league. But overall he's a good player. Yeah, no, exactly. I think he's exactly what the Wizards need, which is why I took him at eighth. Great defender and great playmaking. I had this, um, the comparison that a lot of people are saying is Josh Giddy with defense. Yeah. But I think he's more of a bigger Marcus Smart. I think he's like a mix between both kind of like. Yeah. Playmaking can be like Josh Giddy's, uh, his finishing, like both of them and the defense kind of like Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, number nine, who do you got for the Jazz? Uh, number nine, I got for the Jazz, Eamon Thompson. And this is pretty low for him. Yeah. Considering, like, all other mock drafts, if you've seen them. Yeah. Um, I, I had him a little bit higher. I had him at yeah. four. A lot of mock drafts have him at, like, four to six range. Yeah, I replaced him with Ozar Thompson, which is, what like, the big difference. Yeah, the fight thing is I have Ozar at number nine. Yeah. Like, they can both easily be swapped at four and nine because they're both, like, similar players. They're both really good, high potential, and... Same age. Same age. Yeah. Like, Eamon Thompson, he's good. He's passing, finishing, ball handling. Uh, Decent defense. His his weaknesses are, like, the same as his brother. Yeah, really, yeah. Shooting and three-point shooting. And he shot, like, he shot really well from the field, though. I think 57%, which is really good. Wow. I, I didn't even know he shot that high. Yeah. But his three-point was 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number 10, who do you have the Mavericks taking? Uh, the Mavericks, I think they're going to take Grady Dick. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, he's shooting guard, small forward. He's 19 years old. And the Mavericks need, like, shooting. They have, like, the worst shooter in the league, Tim yeah. Hardaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they need to replace him with, like, Grady, who's an amazing shooter. He has a good shot selection, which is like like the he's basically the opposite of Tim Hardaway. Good yeah. shot selection. Um, and he he also he's pretty explosive sometimes. He has good finishes that like out of nowhere you don't even expect it. He just drives to the net. Yeah, no, exactly. He's he's really an underrated scorer, like mm-hmm. his ability to score. What mm-hmm. he does need, he needs to work on defense. I yeah. think he he was an okay defender in college, but college basketball is very different from the NBA. Yeah. So like. I don't know if that will translate super well. There's also yeah. like a lot of worries surrounding his shot creation. Like you oh, give yeah. him the ball, he's in position. That's great. But if it's just him by himself, can he create a shot for himself? That's yeah, like I a was, big question. I was thinking the same thing. I had defense and shot creation right there. Um, But the thing about shot creation is if he goes on the Mavericks, it won't be that bad since he has Luca to basically create the shots for him. Because I know that a lot of times, their um the wings are open on the Mavericks, but they just can't make the shots. So that's true. That that is very true. Who yeah. and like a comparison, I had like a bigger Kevin Hoarder kind of, mm-hmm. not not super like I actually is actually funny. I I had one that's like Clay Thompson right now, without any defense. That's Grady Dick. Yeah, 
I think that's where he he like that's where the peak of his career is going to take him at. Yeah. Okay, who do you have at number eleven? Number eleven for the Magic, I got Keontae George. Keontae George, yeah. Yeah. I had Keontae George going a little bit lower. Oh really? I, I, I think... don't know why. I got him dropping a lot. Yeah, same. I think he can't Keontae play defense. <laughs> True, but I think he has like really high potential, especially as a, like a scorer. Like yeah, he can, he can like he's a really good shot creator, and he has a lot of shooting potential. If you can just like improve the making of his shots, he has a nice form and everything. Yeah, uh, because he he did shoot kind of badly in college, thirty eight percent, and his weaknesses he just needs to like learn how to drive and finish and defense, like you said. Yeah, 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 I got I got a player who's actually very similar to Keontae George at number eleven for the Magic. I got Jordan Hawkins. From oh, yeah. Connecticut, yeah, yeah, yeah I got like, him. I got him a little bit later too. Yeah, he's like absolute yeah. baller in my opinion. He just needs a little bit of defense too. Same thing as Keontae George. Keontae uh-huh. I compared to Cam Thomas, and then Jordan Hawkins I kind of compared to Jordan Clarkson. So it's similar build, similar type of players. I feel like Jordan Hawkins. He's not that bad of a defender. I think he's pretty solid. Yeah, I know, but like his his fundamentals yeah. need a little bit of like. Yeah, to adjust in the NBA. The only reason I didn't put him this high was because of his age. He's 21. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw but that. He is quite a bit older. He did uh, He did win the ring this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shot like 39% from three, which is great. Yeah. Who do you have at number 12? Number 12 for the Thunder. OKC, Bilal Kulibali. Yes, I have that too. How come? Well, just his age and... He's a type of player the Thunder would select, like one of those players with like fundamentals, weren't like really flashy or anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, like just a, a big sized wing player, yeah. young. I, I know that Sam Presti went over to even watch the game. Yeah. Game one of the and, finals. Mm-hmm. He's like he's young, 18 years old. He's he's good at like getting open and like as a slasher. He has a good finishing. He tries hard. He has effort and good, yeah. good defense. He just needs to work a little bit on his shooting. I know he shoots 45% from three, but he only takes oh, one. Yeah? He, wow, doesn't take I didn't know that. he doesn't take enough shots in the French League, I think, because since he's only averaging like five points a game. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw he was only averaging like five points a game. It, it reminds me of like Usman Dieng, who they selected last year, or like, yeah. Even like Poku, they select a couple years later. Like they select players with these very similar builds. Yeah, similar builds. Yeah, they just need to they need to play them like more often. Like Usman Dieng, I think he had like a few games where he was getting minutes, and then he was playing really good. But then they drop his minutes sometimes, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about the Raptors? Who do you think they have at number thirteen? I think they got Case and Wallace. Yeah, me too. Yeah. How come? So- because Casey Wallace, like Fred Van Vliet, they he might be like leaving, like he just declined his option and everything. And Casey Wallace, he could be like the great like replacement for him since he's a great defender. Uh, he has good shooting and good passing, which is everything you need in a point card. And the only weaknesses he has is like creation, I guess. And um, he has like decent handles, but they could be like better and. And that's really important as a point guard. So, yeah, he's a point guard. He's from Kentucky, so that already puts him ahead. Um, of everyone else. 
It's also, yeah, I think he's probably one of the best perimeter defenders in the entire draft class. I think he is the best perimeter. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, best perimeter defender inside the draft class. Great two way player. Very similar to Drew Holiday type of player. And like you mentioned, because that the loser of a player, Fred VanVleet, opted out of his contract. Mm-hmm. The point, the point guard slot may be open for the Toronto Raptors. He might not be a loser for that. That might have just give him them like, like that. That might be better since if they draft Case and Wallace, then he'll actually get a role on the Raptors. And true, yeah, that is true. Drew Holiday. How about the Pelicans? Who do you have them taking with the fourteenth pick? Uh, the Pelicans. Well, like I said before, remember when we were talking about them needing like a good, like solid center? Yeah. Uh, I got them taking Derek Lively. Oh wow. Yeah, that's a good that's a good selection. So even though his stats aren't like they don't show great on paper, his defense is like really good. And I, I just think he like his inside defense is like perfect what the Pelicans need. He just needs to learn like he needs to get more like strength, you know, become bigger as a player and shooting. He needs to uh, he needs to learn how to shoot because in this league you kind of need to learn how to shoot every every single player. Yeah, exactly. Because he's more of like an inside scorer, inside offensive player. Yeah, I he's great in the PNR too. Um, he's like a lob threat type of player. I had him compared to like a Clint Capella, Clint Capella type. Yeah, and that's like the perfect fit for the Pelicans. Yeah, I agree. I did not take him with the fourteenth pick though. With the fourteenth pick for the Pelicans, I took Nick Smith Jr. Oh yeah, from Arkansas. He has huge upside. He's um. I thought that he was going to be, I mean, he was originally going to be higher, didn't have the best season, lots of injuries. Um, The only problem is like what a lot of people think is he can only score, which is something that I think the Pelicans need a little boost in. A player who I compared him to is like Colin Sexton. I think he'll be like, what about you? Do you have anything to add about him? Uh, Nick Smith? Yeah. Or actually, well, well, you can add about him when we get to him. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Perfect. How about number 15? Who do you have? Yeah, we'll get him right now. Nick Smith Jr. Um, Perfect. So, yeah, he's a great scorer, great shooter, uh, finishing. And he's not he's not a bad defender, which is good about him. Uh, the only weakness I think he has is his strength. Like, I don't know how he's going to, like, put up with, like, the big players in the NBA, the big shooting guards. Yeah. Like him And him driving on them, the contact, it's going to be harder for him because of, like, his build. Yeah. No, I agree. At 15, I had on the for the Hawks, I got Keontae George. Remember, I said I was going to drop oh, yeah. him a little bit. Yeah, that's where that's where he landed off at number mm-hmm. 15. So that was the first 15 players in the draft, and then we're gonna get back to the other next 15 in a couple minutes. Okay, let's get started with the 16th pick in the Jazz. 16th pick in the draft. Who are the Utah Jazz taking with this pick? Uh, so the Jazz are taking Jordan Hawkins. I know that you took him a little bit earlier, but and we pretty much explained like how he do in the league and everything about him. So I think we can move on. Yeah, exactly. I had Jalen Hood Shafino taken with that oh, yeah. Jazz pick. He's a good player. Um, yeah, good point guard with Indiana, good mid-range layup facilitator. Um, very similar to the likeliness of Darren Williams and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. 
And so the 17th pick, who did you t- get the Lakers taking? Uh, for the Lakers, I got Kobe Bufkin. Uh, he's a shooting guard, 19 years old. And he's a high IQ player, good at handles, finishing, mid-range. He has potential on the three-point shot, maybe improve that. But he's a good three-point shooter, actually. He shoots like 30, shot 30, 36% in Michigan. And he has solid defense. Like he's an effort player, which like any team could use. And yeah, exactly. I'd say he has his, his size. Okay, yeah. I got Derek Lively taken with the 17th pick. I know you took him earlier. If they yeah. drop if he drops in the draft, I think he's a great pick for the Lakers to take. Mm-hmm. It's just a lob threat, Clint Capella, strong center type of player. Yeah, he worked well with uh some of the young players during LeBron. Yeah. How about 18th pick for the Heat? Uh for the 18th pick, I got the Heat taking uh Derek Whitehead. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so the shooting guard, small forward, 18 years old. And I know he didn't play too many games, but I think the Heat are willing to take a chance on him. The Heat, like, they're really good in the draft. And even though he only played seven or eight games, he was still solid during those games. And he's a really good three-point shooter, and he has great defense in shooting. Like, he shot 43% from three in those games that he did play. And the only yeah. thing he really needs to work on are uh, his rebounds and his aggress- aggressiveness in the paint. And on defense. Yeah, and he was a, one of the top players in his draft class before he got an eventual a bunch of foot injuries and injury issues that have actually limited the amount of workouts he he took with these NBA teams too. But he has so much potential. Um, yeah. With that pick, though, I took Leonard Miller, another small forward, very underrated and probably go higher, but also a little bit of a project player. Um, which is why, like you mentioned before, the Heat are a team which takes a chance on a lot of these players. They're a good drafting team. So I think they might go with Leonard Miller. He's a good cutter and good defender, and he's very similar to Vanderbilt. He's a great wing player. Yeah, he's really similar. Like even uh, rebounds, like Vanderbilt's a great rebounder. He can get the stuff off the boards. Boardman gets paid. Um Leonard Miller, he averaged actually 11 rebounds per game in the G League, which is a lot for a small forward. Yeah, that's a lot. Really solid player. And with the 19th pick, who do you have the Warriors taking? 19th pick, I got Leonard Miller. Um, Okay. Yeah. Not much has to be said about that. Let's move on to – actually, I didn't say my guy. Noah Clowney is who I think the Warriors – oh, no. That was a mistake. I did not mean that. I meant the Warriors are going to take Kobe Bufkin who you mentioned a little bit before, yeah. good rim finisher, passer, very similar to Kevin Porter Jr. Um, yeah. Who do you have the Warriors taking? Uh, for the... Oh, sorry, not the Warriors, the Rockets the taking. Rockets. Um, I got Jalen Hutchfino. You took him okay. a little bit earlier, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's really good at defense and playmaking, but needs to develop that his shot, his three-point shooting. But he's a really solid player. Yeah. I had Bryce Sensorboro from Ohio State. Great mm-hmm. small forward. Um, He's a great shooter and bad defender. I think that's the best way to describe him. Very similar to TJ Warren type of player. Yeah. And I had the Rockets taking him at number 20. And so what about number 21? Who do you have? Oh, that's where I got him. Bryce Sensorboro. Um, yeah, 19 years old. Like you said, he score he can score everywhere. He's a contact score. He's a shooter. Forty one percent from three on Ohio State, and he needs to work on his defense, and that's it. 
Yeah, a lot of these players need to work on their defense yeah. coming into the league, right? Yeah, defense really important, and it's a lot better than scoring. It's a lot better to have a player who can play defense and a player who can score because you can always develop scoring, but it's much harder to develop defense. Exactly. Look at players like Paul George, Jimmy Butler. There's just a few of them who've really developed, started off with the defensive game, really developed their offensive game. You could also get Mikhail Bridges, who had a lot of yeah defensive, he had a high defensive IQ, a lot of those fundamentals that you need. And that's really what takes you further in the NBA, having each of those fundamentals that will get you into the NBA and then improving your game from there, especially on the scoring end. Yeah, you can see like... um that a lot of players here in like the first round, their stats aren't really great on paper, like eight points per game, 10 points per game. All right, that's okay. Then you look later in the second round, their players averaging like 20 and stuff. And I know on worse teams too, but it all comes down to like their impact defensively, their uh, IQ and the fundamentals and not just scoring. Cause there are a lot of, there are a lot of good scores in like college. You can find like, many good players who can score but it's hard to find players that can play defense and are fit and the players are fit for the nba yeah because the nba has a very niche style of play as well like not just anybody can make the nba yeah exactly okay let's get on to number 21 who are the nets taking with that pick uh did, did we do 21 already Oh, sorry. Um, I might not have said who I'm taking with number 21, but I took Noah Clowney. Oh, yeah. Um, power forward out of Alabama, confident three-point shooter, blocker, and capable defender. And a player who I'd compare him to is Bobby Portis. And I can see him sliding into that starting lineup alongside Nick Claxton for the Nets at that power forward slot in the new rebuilding, not rebuilding, but the new revitalized Nets organization. Yeah, and they can potentially create like a defensive powerhouse in the paint. But I know you compare him to Bobby Portis, but to get to that level, I think he needs to improve on his shooting a bit more. So yeah. Bobby Portis is a great shooter. Noah Clownley, 28% from three, needs to get those numbers a bit higher. Yeah, exactly. And then for number 22, who do you have? Uh, number 22 for the Nets, I got Chris Murray. Okay. Yeah, Keegan's twin. Um. Small forward, power forward, 22 years old. Uh, so his strengths are really, like, he's a similar player to Keegan. Um, Three-point shooting, scoring, and he's a solid defender, too. And the only weakness I have for him is just his age. He's 22 years old, probably the oldest player. I think the oldest player I put in this. Yeah. Season, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had a very similar thing. Smooth, versatile forward and great makings of the great role player. And then cons is kind of old. Yeah. With the number 22 pick, here's a funny story. I wrote I, I wrote out the entire draft, and I forgot the Nets had two straight picks. So I didn't want to mess anything up with the latter half of the draft. So I just looked for a player who I actually didn't have a draft in the draft, and I put him at number 22, and I think it panned out well. I got Colby Jones, a shooting the shooting guard out of Xavier University. Now, he's a junior, so he's a bit older than the other players. But he has a, he's a great passer, and he has the makings of someone who will be really good at defense, especially in the NBA. And a very similar player to him that I have is Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Kobe Jones is a really good player. Defense, finishing, uh, driving to the rim. Um, and the only problem that I think he has is, like, inconsistency. Like, if you can see – if you see uh, Nick Xavier, 
sometimes he'd, he'd be a little bit inconsistent on offense and defense. Like one game, he'd be really good. Next game, not as good as before. And I think consistency is really important in the NBA. If you want to, a lot of like the best players, they're, they're, well, I think all the best players are all consistent and stay consistent throughout their games. Yeah, it's uh, it's great that you mentioned consistency. It's really a really strong, strong skill to have coming into the NBA. Yeah. How about number 23? Who do you have the Blazers taking with that pick? Uh, number 23, I got the Blazers taking Jet Howard, this 19-year-old small forward from Michigan. He's, just, yeah. he's a great, great shooter, and he just needs to step up on the, on the defensive end. Like yeah. a lot of these players – their weaknesses are defense, and they really need to bring that up to a higher level because you can't just be a scorer in the league. Exactly, and I think the reasoning some of these players are in the draft in the first round are because they might have the skills available to become a good defender. Like a lot right. of time, if players are long, um, if they have large wingspans, they make for better defenders. Mm -hmm. So even if they don't have that defensive skill to them, they have the potential to become a good defender. Very similar yeah. to Anthony Edwards. He's he's a uh, he came into a draft being like a workhorse of a player. Like he plays super hard, and yeah. that's a and that's a skill that defenders need. Defenders need to work really hard. So that translated. He wasn't the best defender coming in, but now he's a far from like he's far from an incapable defender right now. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a number at 23 for the Blazers, I took Dariq Whitehead, who you took a little bit earlier. I think oh, yeah. maybe the Blazers would take a chance on him. How about number 24 for the Kings? Who do you have them taking? Oh, for the Kings, I got Maxwell Lewis. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, he's just he's a really good sh shooter. He can score. And he just needs to work on his defense. He averaged 17 points, though, on Pepperdine. I don't know yeah. what that is, but... Um, yeah, but a lot of these players just need to work on their defense because you can't just go in the NBA. If you yeah. look at, like, Davis Bertans, like, he was a really good scorer throughout a few a few of his seasons. He averaged, like, a lot of points. But look at him now. He's he's expired. You, you don't see him anymore. He's, um, he, like, you need to know defense. It's fundamental. It's That's all what basketball is. Basketball is defense. It's not just scoring. Yeah, exactly. At at the uh for the Kings, I took Chris Murray here. I think it'll be great if him and Keegan yeah. Murray team up together. Yeah, that'd be kind of confusing for the players, though. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like when the it'll be when the Morris brothers used to play together. Yeah, like they're trying to pass it to Keegan for the three, but then they accidentally pass it to uh Chris. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> okay, let's move on. So. With 25, for the Grizzlies, I took Jet Howard. We mentioned a little bit before. Yeah. Juwan's son. And with Brooks leaving, he provides a lot of that wing strength. Um, very similar to Alec Burks type of player. Yeah. Um, who did you take at number 25? I, I took um, Colby Jones for them, like who we talked about before. Perfect. And then number 26, for the Indiana Pacers, who did you choose there? Uh, I took Gigi Jackson. The power forward was 18 years old, a really young player. Youngest player in the draft. Yeah, so he's just, he's a great scorer. Um, he can finish, amazing mid-range, and he can improve his three-point shot, but it's not bad. Well, he, shoot, he shot 32%, but he has a nice form and everything. And what he needs to improve on is just his shot selection and his defense. He needs to improve on these defense, like a lot of these players here. 
Yeah, exactly. Like a player who I compared him to, and I think it's a good comparison, is a young Julius Randle. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, so with the 26th pick for the Pacers, I took Maxwell Lewis, who you talked a lot about before from yeah. Pepperdine. And yeah, a lot of offensive upside in that player. Number 27 for the Hornets. Who did you have there? Um, for the Hornets, I got Amari Bailey. Okay. Yeah. He was I, he was Bronny's old teammate, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, That's Sierra Canyon. So, <laughs> he's a great – he's young. He's 19 years old. He's a great finisher, and he has really good defense. And his IQ – his IQ is what uh, sets him apart from a lot of other players. Yeah. He takes really good shots when – he only takes shots when he needs to. Um, shoots 50% from the field, 39% from three. And his um, defensive IQ is really strong, too, his screen and roll. Yeah, he's just a really good, solid overall player. He's yeah. consistent. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's a great player. I, I compared him to Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. type of very smart player. Um, yeah. And for the Hornets, I took Ryan Rupert from France. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a good wing with defensive potential, very similar to Nick Batum, but it's tough to gauge how a lot of these French players may be in the NBA. Um, One key example is Killian Hayes, who had a lot of these defensive, he had a lot of defensive fundamentals, but he couldn't develop an offensive game in the NBA, which is why he's probably one of the worst players in the NBA. Yeah. I, I Yeah, he probably is. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number 28 with the Jazz. We're slowly trickling down. Who do you have them taking? Uh, for the Jazz, I got Noah Clownley. We talked about before. Defensive, really good defensive uh, power forward center. And just needs to improve on his strength and his shooting. Perfect. Um, I took Gigi Jackson over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just mentioned him a little bit before. Youngest in the draft with lots of potential. Yeah. How about number 29? Uh 29, I got Rayon Rupert. Like he's he's young, 18 years old. We just talked about him. Yeah. His numbers aren't that good, but if you see how he plays, it's really really solid. Um in I think he plays in New Zealand actually, right? Yeah, I think he plays in New yeah. Zealand. Perfect. And with that, oh, I for number 29, I took Amari Bailey, the Pacers taking him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The last pick in the draft, number 30, who are you taking with that last pick? That last pick in the draft, I am taking Sidi Susoko. Yeah, so he's a small forward. He's 19. Played in G he played in the G League Ignite with uh Scoot and like <clears throat> sorry. He's really strong. He's great defender. Has he's a, he has a high IQ. Yeah. He's good at playmaking, which is surprising since he's a big small forward. And he's a he's a great finisher, like he's a paint beast, like he can score in the paint. And what he just needs to improve on is his shooting. And once he gets that, he's like a great player. Okay. That's perfect. Unfortunately, I did not get City Sissoko in the top 30. Instead, with the 30th pick, I had the Clippers selecting Jaime Haquez um from UCLA. He's just an absolute workhorse of a player. He's also quite a bit older than a lot of the players in this draft, which is why he dropped. But he's just very physical player. He, um, he's a good shooter. And I think, like I mentioned before, the biggest thing is that he works really hard. A very similar player to him is 
how the Lakers kind of use Austin Reeves and Alex Caruso, that yeah. kind of players who I see in Jaime Jaquez. Yeah, his work ethic might actually bring him to the first round. Yeah. If not, he'll still be a great player. Yeah, he'll for sure get drafted. Yeah, for sure. So that's all 30 in this draft. Um, Thank you, Aryan, for coming on to this podcast. Hopefully we thank can you have you. Hopefully we can have you on another episode, maybe. Yeah. Um, sure. As I mentioned before to everyone, the next episode, we're going to be talking about free agents, maybe saying what team some of these free agents will go to. And then we're going to be grading the rookie draft class from last year. So maybe you'll be interested in doing one of those things. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Wow. Be more, be, be less enthusiastic. Um, that <laughs> my flyers. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we have for today's episode of High Flyers. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back for more next week. 